Hey, how you doing? It's uh, the Gospel of Kennison, episode 115, brought to you the week of January 23rd, 2020, or 2020. Is that the way we're supposed to say it these days? I don't know. I I can't get used to it. I'm a kid from 1973, and uh, I'm still used to just saying 95. You know, or 96, where we don't have to say 19. Are we to the point that we can just say 20 or 21? I don't know. Not Maybe not, maybe not yet. Maybe next year. So, um, hey, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a personal audio journal of James Kennison. That's my name. In case you're just tuning in for the first time. Uh, I want to thank our patron, uh, Zane Estrada, for his in, his input in his patronage to the podcast. Um, also want to say that I want to talk about Weight Watchers, because that's what I'm doing. That's kind of my whole thing right now, is I'm on Weight Watchers. And if you don't know how Weight Watchers works, you sign up on the phone uh, through, you know, like on, not not by calling them, um, through the website. And you pay them like 15 bucks a month and you get access to their app. And their app's pretty awesome. Um, and, and I say it's awesome, not because it's probably, not necessarily because it's the best app out there. Um, I say it because I used to use Weight Watchers back in the day and, um, when everything was in on books and you had to look up everything and, uh, having an an app that you can automatically, you know, scan barcodes and search indexes of things and restaurants and all that. I mean, there was a separate book just for restaurants and they couldn't keep up with what the restaurants were offering. So oftentimes you'd go to a restaurant and you'd just be totally screwed because you didn't know what you could eat, what, you know, what you should and shouldn't have. And with the app, everything is easy, but, uh, you, you get points. Currently I'm at 50 points a day. Um, I started, uh, a little over a month ago. I think I'm two weeks in to, to my second month. So a month and a half ago, and uh, my starting weight was, I want to say, 280, and I'm currently at 268.3. So whatever amount of weight that is, that is what I've lost so far. Um, and every everything costs points. Uh, breakfast cost points, lunch costs points, everything you put in your body costs points. And it's basically just counting calories, but they simplify it by giving you, you know, points and then you look up the point values. And um you'd think it would be tedious and it used to be. It really used to be. Uh but uh now with the the pod uh, the the uh app, it's it's a lot better. A lot easier. Have have you have you figured that out yet that I really like the app? <laughs> it's a lot easier. Um, so what do I mean? What am I eating? Um, I'm having raisin 
brand crunch cereal in the morning. It's uh, without milk. So that's a new experience for me. I just don't want to waste the points on the milk. And uh, so I eat it dry. And I've, I've actually come to like it because it doesn't get soggy. My kids eat without, have eaten without milk in their cereal since they were kids, or little kids. They're still kids. And I've always thought they were crazy. Um, and if I wasn't doing points, I would probably still put milk in it. But um, that's two points or so, two or three or four even, that I just don't need to mess with. And, I, and I'm so glad to be able to eat cereal. I was I was trying, uh, what is it, the keto thing. And he couldn't eat cereal, couldn't eat any grains, couldn't eat any bread, you know. And, um, and, and it worked for a little while, and then it just stopped. And I was... You know, I was in a place where I was doing good, staying away from the carbs, but I guess, you know, that's not enough for me. So it comes just down to how many calories are you absorbing into your body every day and Weight Watchers helps you control that. So uh, obviously I'm not sponsored by them. Um, So I'm just randomly talking about it because this is kind of my life right now is I want to get I want to get thin. Um I don't know that I'll ever be skinny, but I I want to lose the excess weight around my face and my middle. I have a big big belly and I don't like it. And uh I I have a success story already in my 20s I did weight watchers and I don't remember how much I lost total. But it couldn't have been more than 65 pounds or something like that till I got to goal. But then I just let go and I and I let myself get big. And then just in the last couple of years, uh, I, I allowed myself to just balloon out a, a good bit. And a couple of years ago was when I moved from double X t-shirts to triple X t-shirts. And it really started hurting what I it hurt me as far as what I could wear, what I could find in stores. Uh, you hit triple X and all of a sudden they want you wearing pineapples and stuff uh, on your shirts. It's like, that's the only kind of button up shirts you can find is ones with flowers and parrots and stuff like that. I guess they want you to uh, go to Margaritaville or something. I, I don't know, but uh it, it's pretty much got me down to t-shirts and jeans. And, um, I was never a snazzy dresser, but I, I'd wear a button up shirt, you know, or a polo or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to getting back down to a normal, uh, weight. Uh, if I have a goal, it's just to be just under 200 would be good. Um, so I, that, that would be a hundred pounds total that I would like to be, you know, so, so maybe, uh, you know, 180, 190, somewhere in there. And I don't know if that's too little. I'll tell you what I worry about. I worry about the skin issue. Cause I've seen people that were really big and then they get small and their skin stays long. And, um, uh, I hope that as I hope that's just because they maybe lost weight too fast and uh and maybe 
maybe if I take it nice and slow, where I'm only losing a little bit every week, pound here, half a pound there, maybe maybe things will work out a little better for me, and I won't I won't have a hanging skin under my chin. That's really what I'm worried about the most. The waist, you know, I don't walk around without shirts on anyway. And I would rather, even in a shirtless situation, I would rather have a little bit of skin hanging than have a giant belly, you know? At, at least that's, it's it's gross to me, but at least it shows, hey, the guy used to be really fat and he's not anymore. That's good for him. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Did I did I get too big? To, and is that going to be my thing? I don't know. And on the other side, I've got this crazy um, plan. <laughs> this crazy plan that uh, Weight Watchers is after I reach goal, they're going to contact me, right? And they're going to say, um, "Hey, send us a picture of you." And I'm going to be like, "I know why you need a picture of me because you want me for one of your success stories. I know that, and you need a picture because you need to know if I have hanging skin or not. <laughs> you need to know if I'm cute." As a, as a thin guy, because if I'm ugly, um, oh, like, like, uh, like Jared was from the subway commercials, uh, he, he lost all that weight and he was still ugly, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. He's just a nerdy looking dude, but it, it, it he, they just want to, they want a photo so they can see if I'm cute and if I'm cute, they're going to put me on the front of their cover. And they're going to try to use me to market to men. That's my plan for the future. So um, I, here it is. It's uh, January 23rd. And I've stated that my future is to be a model <laughs> for, for Weight Watchers. And um, that'll happen uh, absolutely guaranteed. It's just it's going to happen. I'm going to be a Weight Watchers model and a spokesman for, for other men who are chunky fat. So just get ready for that. Just be watching for your for your commercials and your leaflets in the mail. Uh, so anyway, is there anybody listening to this podcast who would join with me on my journey? If if you would like, um, I can send a invite to you, and you save some money, and I think I save some money too, but I'm not sure. But more more than just that bit of it that I just stuck in there. Uh, is there anybody that says, Hey, uh, I could lose some weight and yeah, let's do weight watchers. Um, I don't know. It's worth putting it out there. All 300 of you. Surely there's somebody out there that, that would say, um, I, you know, I could lose the, a, a few pounds and set a goal and go for it. My wife actually joined and she is definitely not someone I would consider overweight at all, but she's, she just wants to lose lose five pounds. And uh, what it's really done for her is it's helped her realize how, uh, in her, her words, how badly she was eating. And um, she's eating a lot more fruits now, and she's down uh, a pound and a half, I think, already. So she'll be at a goal, you know, way before I ever will. I, I, I doubt I'll be at goal this year. I mean, a year from today. Uh, because you lose, you lose a good amount of weight at first, you know, three pounds, two pounds, two and a half pounds, pound and a half. But I, I, I know that it's going to slow down. So in 52 weeks, I don't expect to be 52 pounds lighter. But if, if you, uh, 
if you're interested, I I don't I don't know that I want to be um like accountability partners with anybody because this is kind of my personal journal journey uh, through this thing. But if uh, if I could inspire somebody and and you you know you and I could hear about your successes and you could hear about mine on the show you know and 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 you wanted to email me and say hey yeah I did this that I just think that would be cool and if not no big deal no big deal at all but uh, I've tried a lot of other things and. Um, I like I said I have a success story from Weight Watchers back in the day. I feel like it is the best easiest way to keep track of it, but it is hard, you know. You do get hungry here and there. I I do pretty good though. I I haven't really struggled this time. I think being on keto and how restrictive it was uh it felt like the belt was really tight, you know, and now I feel like the belt is loosened and uh, so it doesn't feel as strict and and I don't feel as hungry. And I, don't, I don't feel like this overriding desire to just be full all the time. And, and that's what I was struggling with when I got big, when I ballooned out, is I just went through a phase where food made me happy. And, uh, I'm glad it stopped. I don't, I didn't do anything to stop it no more than I did anything to start it. It just, you know, happened and stuff. So anyway, um, it, 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 uh, the other thing that, that is good about Weight Watchers for me is that my weeks kind of blend together. I don't really do a whole lot right now. I, uh, I'll talk about a bit, bit more about that in a bit, but I don't, I don't do a whole lot with my life. And so my, my days are often very much the same, which, uh, make the days go by very fast and makes weeks seem like days really. And before I know it, it's Thursday, you know, the week all just started, but now it's Thursday and then it's Sunday and then it's Monday and it's time to weigh in. And I got another week and, so it doesn't feel like I've been on Weight Watchers for two, you know, a month and a half. It feels like it's been just a short amount of time. And, uh, so that is a good thing. That's a positive. That's me taking a positive from a negative. Cause I don't like that. My life is the same every day. Um, and that I'm not doing a whole lot. Uh, speaking of which I told you, I'd talk more about it. Um, I had a doctor's appointment, um, this week. Actually, uh, I thought I had a doctor's appointment on Tuesday and I get ready I drive all the way there, go inside, say, Hey, my name for this doctor. And they look through and they say, I'm sorry, we don't have an appointment for you today. We got one for you tomorrow. And I was like, hooray. And she was like, I don't think, you know, he's booked up and, you know, she was trying to, she was expecting me to be a butt about it. I could tell she, she was just already trying to say that she couldn't do anything for me and all this. And I just said, uh, I'll see you tomorrow and, uh, walked out and, and, and it's a big deal. It, uh, it, there's a lot of energy that goes into getting ready when you have depression and, uh, 
there's also a lot of anxiety that goes into dealing with a doctor. Um, I mean, he's a great guy and all. He talks a lot, but he's he's a great guy. It's just I I think with any of my ther- uh, psychiatrists that I've had, I've always struggled with wanting to go in and 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 tell them the truth. Uh, I feel like I'm complaining. Like I'm telling them they're not doing a good job, but he's always been so responsive. So I don't know where that comes from. Um, I, 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 you know, on, on Wednesday, obviously I go in there and sit down and he's like, how you doing? I'm fine. Da, 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 da. And you always worry <laughs> about answering that one. They say, how you doing? And you say, fine. And you could be having the worst time of your life. And I'm afraid if I say fine, then, um, I'm good. He's going to be like, uh, well, I thought you said you were doing fine. How, how, you know, how can you be doing so bad if you, if you said you were doing fine? But, um, I, I told him this, I said, look, I do much better when I'm accomplishing things and I can't accomplish things when I'm down and I have no energy. And so is there anything we can do to get me some more energy, some more uh, gusto, some more get up and go, whatever you call it that I don't have. And, uh, he did, he adjusted one of my medications. Um, there's a small hiccup with it because I'm already on the medication. He, he subscribed to me. Uh, I just need a, a more of a bigger dose of it. I didn't recognize it cause he, he referred to it by its uh, proper name, not its generic name. And I know all the generic names because that's what I take. Uh, so I've got to call him and get that squared away, but I've, uh, I've gone ahead and upped my own dosage, uh, in anticipation of getting permission to do it later on. And, uh, it's going to take a full two weeks to see if it takes effect, but, uh, it's day two and I already felt like doing a GOK and actually having enough to talk about. So, um, I think that's a good sign. And, uh, I'm hoping for good things because I, I don't know. They, they tell me I'm bipolar. I, I don't know if I am or not. I felt mostly just feel depressed and mostly just feel like I don't have any energy. And that seems to be my biggest problem more than anything right now. And then I, I feel anxious and terrible and depressed because I'm not doing anything. And so that monster just keeps feeding itself. Uh, I podcasted recently with tiny from earth oddity and, uh, had him on the show last week on that story show at that story show.com. If you're listening to this one and you don't listen to my main show, you should, you should go over there and check it out. It's a clean comedy podcast where you get to hear me, uh, not talks (laughs) about stuff to do in my life. Um, I don't know. Is there anybody that just listens to this show and doesn't listen to any others? That would be weird to me. I mean, not, that would not make you weird. It would just be weird to me. Uh, cause I, I wouldn't think anybody would find this entertaining or in any way enjoyable without knowing, you know, where I come from on, as far as podcasting goes. So, uh, but it was a good it was a good episode. We just wrapped up um, episode three thirty seven tonight. Me and John did that one. A lot of fun. Um, I'll be honest, man. 
lately because of the lack of energy thing. I, I, uh, I hate it, but I, I don't want a podcast again and it's creeping up on me like it did a few years ago where I love podcasting. I do. I want to do it. I want to want to do it. And, but, but yet it comes across like it's a big hassle and a big, uh, negative thing, something that I have to work really hard at. And that, and that's normal. I don't know. Imagine, you know, working an eight hour day, digging a ditch all day. And then somebody says, okay, now plop down in a chair and be funny for an hour. I, you know, you, you wouldn't want to feel like doing it right then. You would, you would feel like your time would be better spent resting and that possibly the next day, you know, you could do a show. Um, that's the way I feel kind of all the time. And, um, I, I, I don't want to stop podcasting, but when I'm, when I, when it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I start to dread it. Um, and then by Thursday, when I sit down and start writing the notes, which is the hardest thing to do is just sit down and start it. Uh, by the time I'm done with notes, man, I'm totally into it. I'm totally back on it. I've read all these stories. I'm, you know, the people have responded. There's an intro segment to play. There's, uh, you know, John's on the other line ready to go. And, and man, it's magical. It really is. And when I'm done with it, I feel accomplished and I feel like I've, I've beaten something, you know, and, and it's fun just to, to be free of everything for an hour or so. Um, so I don't want to stop is my point. So I, I really hope the medicine works. Um, because the obvious question would be why, why in the world would you stop James if it's doing so much good for you? Well, it's that dumb anxiety. It lies to you and tells you, it makes you feel like that it's impossible and that you're not going to be able to handle it and that it's a negative thing instead of something you enjoy, it makes it feel like something that is hard and, and, um, uh, damaging and hurtful. And, and that's why you would quit because if you started feeling that it's, it's impossible for me anyway, to not, uh, believe those feelings. Um, right now it, it is, I, I can fight it, you know, and I can be defeat it. But if it, if it spikes, um, you know, there's always the danger that I'll, that I'll fall and cave into it. And I hate that. I hate that so much. And I don't want to do that because I enjoy it. I wish I could podcast more. I really do. I, if I could think of ideas, I, I sit at the house all day. You know, one, one idea I have is I, I wrote a, a book a while back and I never did anything with it. And it's, uh, I don't have a hard title for it, but I, I, I think it's, uh, titled, uh, sort of kind of super powered, sort of kind of super powered. And it's a, it's a middle school age reader. And, um, rather than try to get it printed or put it on Amazon or anything like that, I was thinking I could just release it as an, as a, uh, audio book and just read it and release it in chapters and uh, put it out in podcast form. Um, so that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing, but, um, but that would just be 
a project, you know, it wouldn't be an ongoing podcast. Uh, of course, if it got popular and people wanted more story, <laughs> that would get me in trouble. Cause then, then I'd have to start writing chapters and thinking up stories and, and reading them out on a podcast. So that, ah, uh, see how, see how depression gets you. It, it makes it seem like it'd be a big negative thing if I was successful. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. So I'm thinking about writing a book though. I've already started. Um, and I haven't wanted to write for a while. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to kind of keep it close to, to me, but it would be a, uh, uh, a Christian and the genre would be Christian horror. Um, and I, and it, it, I don't know that that's been done before, but I've got a pretty good idea for a story for it. And, um, I, I want to try it. I know Ted Decker, uh, popular author. I've never, I've read maybe a chapter or two of the bride collector, because my wife, when I mentioned it to her that I was writing this book, she said, oh, kind of like Ted Decker. And I'm like, okay, what does he do? His seems to be more um, mystery kind of stuff, with, even though there are serial killers and stuff like that. So may, maybe it is close, but I he is a much better writer than I am, and there's no way I could ever you know, hope to, to meet his you know standards or beat him at anything or, or even come close. So... Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to write my story. Basically the gist of it is, uh, that someone that is very hard headed, uh, gets himself in a very bad situation where he is, uh, tortured and, um, and otherwise harassed in a negative place. <laughs> I'm trying to be generic here. And uh, let's just say he finds freedom in, in the darkest place in his life. So uh, I don't know. It, it's basically a study on, you know, is, is the word of God, the word of God, even if it's ministered wrong, is it, it can it still change a heart even in the worst circumstances? And uh, I don't know. I want to try to, I want to try to write that. So um uh, movies. Let's talk about movies real quick and TV shows because man, I have been watching me some movies and watching me some TV shows, and I have enjoyed uh, Spider Man: Far From Home. I don't know if you uh, are a fan of the Tom Holland version of Spider Man, but I sure as heck am. I loved him in uh, Civil War, which was his first appearance, and of course, uh, Superman. Homecoming, and then now Superman or Spider-Man, Far From Home. And uh, I thought Far From Home was excellent. Great movie. A fantastic uh, uh, graphics, the wonderful graphics. And uh, the storyline was great. The The characters are great. You know, uh, they did awesome. Uh, not so much the Joker. I, I watched the Joker a DC movie about, you know, the origins, a possible origin story of the Joker. And I think the guy playing Joker did great. I can't say anything negative about the movie. 
except it just wasn't my kind of movie. You know, um, it was, it was a slow burn. Um, and it wasn't my Joker, you know, it, it, it's the Joker that they created and that's fine, but not the Joker that I know and love from, you know, the comics and, and on and on and on. So that was interesting. Uh, a series that I've been watching, uh, unfortunately there's only one season of it was the mist and it might not be for everyone. It's a little, little gory because it's a Stephen King deal and, and things get eaten or people get eaten and torn up and stuff like that by these, by these things that are in the mist. But, uh, it was a good, it was a good show, good quality show. And then uh, Castle Rock, I enjoyed two seasons of that. And uh, that's another Stephen King uh, deal. He didn't write it, but but people are taking his uh, characters and, and ideas and stories and kind of mashing them together and, and asking, you know, what would have happened if these things occurred inside this city, uh, Castle Rock, that's uh, often referenced in his books. Um, I don't know. I kind of call it like once upon a time, but Stephen King, you know, but it's, it's a bad, it's, it's not that, but it's kind of like that, especially the second season. So, uh, really like that. Um, me and the wife sat down and watched misery, another Stephen King movie from 1990. Can you believe it's that old? And, uh, I watched it because Annie Wilkes, is uh, a character in Castle Rock season two. And they kind of go into her past and, and what made her into the character that we see her as in misery. And uh, it was just, it was great. It was great watching the movie again. It's it, it really helped me to see um, how you can write a story that has very few characters, because that's kind of the story that I'm writing. And, um, it's, it's only got a few characters, and uh, I, I was worried that that wouldn't be a very good story, but Misery is, is mostly just four people. <laughs> and, and, and it really, honestly, it's mostly two people uh, with a third guy thrown in. So, um, well, I, I guess that's about it for this time around. Um, I, I always like to have something to talk about. Uh, something deep and I, I really don't have anything, uh, other than, like I said, the Weight Watchers deal and, uh, you know, podcasting with tiny from earth oddity podcast and, uh, writing, you know, writing a book and possibly releasing a book on audio, uh, format on podcasts, uh, so I hope that has been enjoyable and I hope that you are doing well in your world and in your life. I hope you are blessed. And what's your favorite soft drink? Mine is diet A and W. You can email me these answers. And if you want to join up and be weight watchers, buddies, <laughs> uh, email me at James at NLcast.com. And, uh, I just want to mention our, our patrons, Zane Estrada, Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt. Thank you for everything that you do to support the show. And I also want to welcome our new patron, Miranda Jones. Uh, she just became a, 
patron at $6 a month. And I appreciate that. And I hope you hear this and hear my voice and hear my thank you because it's a big deal. We haven't had anybody join up on uh, GOK for a while. So I hope you're getting something out of it. You were, you were the uh, inspiration for me sitting down and, and putting one out today. It pushed me over the edge because I'll tell you, GOK is a hard one. It, it is it, because when I'm feeling bad, I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to, I don't want to get on and be depressing, you know? Um, it's a lot easier to talk when, when I've got stuff going on, when I have a little something to talk about and when I feel like it, you know, uh, when I have a little energy. And so, uh, that's why it's been so inconsistent lately, but I hope to be better at that. Uh, you guys are awesome. You men and women are amazing and I appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time, uh, right here on gospel Kennison. Peace.